This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello and welcome to On The Daily, brought to you by MyBookie and the FFPC. My name is Matt LaMarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. Matt, what's going on, man? How are the holidays? Good, man. Just uh, just living dad life. I'm, uh, I'm completely run down at this point. Uh, and I'm ready to, uh, to, to go through this very exciting week 17 slate and, uh, and go get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, that sounds wonderful. Uh, I am not living hashtag dad life, but I still might be ready for some, for some sleep. Um, you know, the holidays, the holidays are great. I'm definitely team Christmas. Like, like I think all the hassle and stuff is worth it, but it is a lot, you know, it's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of just family which can wear anybody down so yeah it's just all all the driving like just going to going to 10 different places you know on christmas and and going to the the aunts and the cousins and the sisters and the brothers and all that good stuff but as you said it's uh it's all worth it especially when you got a little guy it's it's worth it but i'm uh, i'm ready to dive into this slate and uh hopefully we can uh we can end the the calendar year at least on a with a bang well, before we do that, let's talk about the FFPC. Uh, our friends at the FFPC want to remind you that fantasy season is not over with the end of the regular season. They have the longest running and most unique playoff contest in the fantasy football universe, the FFPC Playoff Challenge. 200 bucks to enter, and this year the guaranteed prize pool is up over $1.1 million with half a million going to first place. Uh, the format is pretty cool. There's no salary cap, no draft to worry about. Simply choose 10 players to make up your team's roster. The big catch is you are only allowed to roster one player from every from each NFL team. So that means if you choose Tom Brady at quarterback, you're not allowed to roster any other Patriots on your roster. So uh, that means that you want to kind of maximize the, the number of weeks that your teams play for because there is no roster management during the playoffs including the Super Bowl no changes substitutions or free agent pickups are allowed so as teams get knocked out so do your players and therefore you will not be accruing any more fantasy points for those guys Uh, this contest will sell out as it does every year registrations will close on wild card Saturday which is January 4th at 4 30 p.m eastern time don't wait. Go to myffpc.com and get your team now. That's myffpc.com. Uh, 
update from last week, Jones, I believe you beat me again in our head-to-head contest. Yeah. Uh, I think that puts me in a must-win week, week 17 situation. Because you won the first round, or I won the first round, you run the second round. We pushed for a third round, and you're up 2-1 in that. So Gotcha. Must win week for me in week 17. Uh, and then if I win, then, I don't know, we'll figure out some sort of tiebreaker. Otherwise, I will be making another donation to your charity, which honestly wouldn't be such a bad thing. <laughs> we can uh, We can do a golf uh, tournament if you want. <laughs> we, got, we got the tournament of champions next week so we're we're right back in the swing of things here <laughs> all right wonderful that that sounds uh that sounds like another great way really, for me to lose really to fair tiebreaker yeah <laughs> there's nba too i'm just saying Ugh. um as far as the listener league goes i don't think i was in it again last week yeah i don't Maybe think you I- were either but <laughs> uh my my boy sus ice hoya uh took it down had a nice had a nice lineup. Put up one ninety one, which last week went with the the chalky uh, cheap running backs. Played free Devonta Freeman, played some John Ross, played some Devonte Parker with uh, Fitz. So he had a he had a good lineup. The Dolphins and the Bengals, just like there I was go. saying all week. Just, By the way, I love I love that you crapped all over me for Alex Erickson during the show, and then you played him against me. That was fun. Yeah, well, we talked about the the strategy. I, I had to block you just in case when you when you when you can get a generational talent like Alex Erickson in there. Sometimes you just you got to play the mind games to to make it work. Yeah, and you did trick me because I rostered the minimum defense for that same reason, and uh, you did not have them. So it was just blocks all over the place. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's move on to uh week week 17 here. It's going to be a fun week. We'll have tons of backups. We're not 100% sure who is playing, who isn't playing yet. Uh I'm looking at quarterback right now and there's no less than like 10 questionable players, so <laughs> a lot of this analysis is going to be, you know, sort of de- dependent on which players end up sitting and starting, but let's start with quarterback. And uh, right now at the top, we've got Patrick Mahomes at 7,200. He will most likely play. Uh, Kansas City can get up to the two seed and they can drop as far as the four seed. But there could be situations where like if the Patriots are blowing out the Dolphins at halftime, maybe Mahomes sits in the second half. So that's going to be a weird situation. We've got Breeze at 7K who uh, you would... Who knows what they're going to do? You would think he would play since they can lock in a bye in the first round, but again, they need some help. Uh, Rodgers is 6,900. Tannehill is 6,800. Deshaun Watson, 6,700. Jameis Winston, 6,500. So I'm not going to run through the scenarios on all of them. Just know that there's a lot of stuff in play here. So out of that stud tier, Jones, who's the guy that you feel the best about this week? <laughs> the stud tier. Just hearing that with Ryan Tannehill in there is just, Bro, just a completely a, a completely absurd thing to think about in 2019. Um yeah, I mean I think just in general, uh this week, I think I am going to not go too crazy about like the oh the this guy could possibly potentially end up sitting if this were to happen. Like it's, it's good to know that kind of information, obviously. And obviously you don't want to roster a guy who you think is a starter that is just completely sitting this week. Um, 
but I, I personally try not to to overestimate those things. I think that for the most part, we're we're going to see. You know, I lean more towards we're going to see guys play longer than they should. Then guys are just going to be getting pulled left and right, um, especially the position players. Maybe not quarterback as much, but um, as far as like if all of these guys are are getting a full game, I think that Breeze has probably the best ceiling for me. Um, I mean, you can't really count out Mahomes when you say that, but um, I, I just think that it it would work out pretty well for Breeze in this. Uh, in this kind of a game, in this kind of a situation where he could potentially um, put up a ton of points, I think they're like two touchdown favorites almost at this point, right? They're twelve, yep, thirteen 15. points. Yeah, and it's a, it's not the, it's not the highest over under in the world, but <laughs> when you're favored by thirteen, your implied team total is pretty high up there. So, um, I, I think Breeze is probably my favorite of these guys, and I, I don't know that he'll necessarily be. Uh, the most owned, um, which which would be good in GPPs as well. Yeah, I, I like Breeze. I mean, like you said, implied team total of 29.8. That's the second highest mark on the slate. Um, I think I will go with Jameis as my preferred target because we know that he's going to play the full game. I mean, the guy has a chance to make history, Jones. The first and only 30-30 quarterback in the history of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, the stakes are high. But we're just I'm going to be glued to red zone. We what does he he only needs what like two picks Two he's picks. already got the touchdowns. <clears throat> he needs that's, the two picks. That's easy money. That's that's <laughs> for sure going to happen. Um, it, it, On a positive note, he's also sitting at like forty nine hundred yards and he could put up pretty easily the third uh, most yardage in a season. If he can get to like 350, I believe he would need. So he yeah. does have some stuff, some interesting things to play for here. Uh, I just like the idea of getting him. I know he's playing four quarters, uh, barring him getting benched for some reason, which I guess is always in play with Jameis. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think this matchup versus Atlanta could have more points than the uh, the current over under indicates. It's at 48. It wouldn't shock me if this game goes over. Yeah, I mean, how many how many Tampa games have gone under anyway? Like they can't I don't think they can really set like a, a realistic line for Tampa half the time just because they play so fast. They're going to throw so many times. And like Jameis Winston is good for being responsible for like six to eight touchdowns a game. It's just like sometimes <laughs> they're, they're for the other team. But like that's in his range. So I, I, I can see that. <laughs> Yeah, and then Matt Ryan is 6,500. He's certainly in play for me as well. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he's, like, the chalky option of the week. Yeah. Um, given the matchup, given that, you know, Atlanta really isn't playing for anything, so you don't have to worry about him being benched. Uh, I, I think he certainly is, is a fine option as well. Yeah. All right, let's move down a tier. Uh, any guys in this sort of 6K to 6,500 range that you're eyeing? Um, I think Wentz uh, is is pr- pretty firmly in play. I think they're gonna like just steamroll my uh, my fighting Giants. Um, he's, I mean, he's, it's it's not like a like a watch the tape kind of take. Like he he has looked better. He definitely looked better last week. Completed like eighty percent of his passes, and and he really kind of they didn't score right. Like he only had one one touchdown pass, but. Um, he still broke 20 DraftKings points, and, and I think that that's pretty firmly 
Um, I think that's a safe projection for him this week, like around 20 points and 6,100. I don't think you would uh, you would complain a heck of a lot for your cash quarterback uh, at that price to to hit 20 points. Yeah, I so I'm a little torn on Wentz because I think the price is very fair given the matchup 6,100 yeah. versus the Giants. Like, and you're right, he's been pretty good recently. Uh, he scored at least like basically 22 or more in four straight weeks. So yeah. it's hard to argue that. My my bigger concern with him is just for guaranteed prize pools. I think people are going to flock to him, yeah. you know, with the narrative that the Eagles are, are a team that's playing for something. They're going to be extra motivated, whatever that means. Like, I, I hate that narrative, and I fade <laughs> it in sports betting. I fade it in DFS. Like, there's no such thing as extra motivated. Like, if the no. Eagles were good and they were going to play good, they would have played good all year. <laughs> And then they wouldn't be in this spot against the New York Giants. So right. I, I actually don't think Philadelphia is going to steamroll the Giants this week. I picked the Giants to cover uh, on my podcast I just recorded. But I think that, uh, yeah, as far as cash games go, I, I do like the price on Wentz. I'm going to continue you, uh... Uh, to throw Tom Brady's name out there. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not a show unless I do so. It's the Dolphins, bro. Like, I'm just picking on the Dolphins, like, relentlessly. I, I, they came through with me for Andy Dalton last week. I'm certainly not afraid of rostering Tom Brady against them. Sony Michelle is going to get like 48 carries and they're going to try to like get into playoff mode in Foxborough and all this other dog shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's fair. I, mean, I, sure. I don't disagree with that. That's honestly not a bad narrative, but like, I just think that the ownership on Brady will not be what it should in this matchup. I know, but it, like that's been like every week, <laughs> and it hasn't really worked. I'm with you, man. I've I've written up I've written up Brady quite a few times this year, um, but I mean, it's what has it been like? He hasn't broken. He's broken twenty points once since like nah. October, <laughs> like the second week in October. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I get it. It's been ugly. It's been <laughs> ugly. And that's why you'll get him this week at like 3%. So no, I get it. If you prefer no, to target the Patriots rushing attack, I respect that. I'm not even um, going to do that. I'm just saying I, I see that as more of a like we got to get ready for the playoffs. We, it, we're going to be we're going to run the ball and it's going to be cold and we got to stop the run and get our run like all this all this cool, really great macho football stuff. Um so, yeah, no, I, I think he's fine. If you're building a bunch of tournaments, I think it's fine. <clears throat> All right, let's let's uh, let's go to the to the cheapy guys here. Who under 6K are you considering, if anyone, uh, for either a cash game or a GPP build? I mean, it, I, it starts and ends with RG3, no? I mean, like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, I wish it was cheaper. Like, 5,100 is still, like... Uh, it could like it could pro it could go poorly like i don't think he would kill you but it could go poorly at that price like if he was 45 i would feel a hell of a lot better about it i'm hard out on rg3 i don't know man it's gonna be it's gonna be like the glory days we're gonna remember all those all those great weeks that we had for one year <laughs> you know there's like a lot i've heard a lot of people like you know, shout out to Baltimore for bringing in a backup quarterback who can run the same system as their starter. 
And like, maybe that's true. But Robert Griffin III is not Lamar Jackson. Not anymore, at least, for damn sure. Like, no, he's and not I think as you efficient could... as a passer. He's not as good as a runner. I think Lamar you could make Jackson the argument might be that the he best... never was. <laughs> yeah, Lamar Jackson might be the best open field runner in the NFL, regardless yeah. of position. Yeah. So now we're going to put Robert Griffin in our DFS lineups and expect him to do, you know, 75% of what Griffin can do. I just, or uh, what Jackson can do. I just don't find that to be realistic. Like, if Baltimore gives RG3 15 carries in this game, he is not making it through the game. <laughs> He's just not. And Pittsburgh is good defensively. So uh, if people want to play RG3, I hope they do. I don't even think he's going to be hard out. Honestly, I'm I'm really just uh, just just yanking the chain there. I I don't think he's going to be popular. I I don't I'm definitely I'm making three lineups. There's no way in hell I'm going to play him. Um, But, you know, these things, these week 17 things happen every so often. (laughs) I'll tell you what I can't I can't avoid. And that's. Case Keenum at the absolute min. Case Keenum at the min? Sign me up, man. He uh he's not bad, right? Like Case Keenum, he's not good, but as but he's not bad. Like he, he's not bad for 4500. Let's you, let's let's go with that, with that phrasing. Right. Like if you lined up every quarterback in the NFL right now and you were like we're drafting to win one game. He gets drafted. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not one of the 32 worst. He would be one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. You don't. Mm-hmm. You look like you're thinking. I'll let you think about it, but just know that it's true. Um, and Dallas stinks. <laughs> but they're going to be extra motivated this week. They will be extra motivated. That's true. Uh, Case Keenum, 4,500. He has an easy stack partner with Terry Mack. Like, no. Chips. I got I got a better one for you. We'll get to that in the wide receivers. Okay. Um but yes, I think 4500 is too cheap for him. Like that's that's the guy that I want if I'm paying down. Um and then Kyler, that situation's going to be interesting to monitor. If Kyler's in, 5500 is too cheap. And if he's out, I don't want to play Brett Huntley. All fair points. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's move on to the running back position. We've got your boy up top, CMC. He's 10K. Saquon is 8,700. Aaron Jones is 8,200. Derrick Henry 8,100. Zeke is 8K. So that's sort of the top tier of the pricing spectrum here. Is this another week where we should just be paying up for McCaffrey, especially since we're gonna have? you would think a bunch of value options to choose from? Or do you have some concerns that maybe they don't want to put any more wear and tear on his body no, in a, in a no. meaningless game? They, have they, how, how many weeks have these games been meaningless? Like, it's not like this is the first meaningless Carolina game this year. Very, very <laughs> fair point. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just going to keep playing. I'm like, it's, it's completely absurd um with the amount of value that is going to pop up with last minute inactives and all these other situations that we're we're you know talking about there's absolutely no reason not to pay up for him he, he'll probably be like he'll probably push like 30 to 40% ownership and it's he's whatever. never as owned as i think he's going to be i think this week he will all right i don't know like what i'm trying to think what i'm 
I really have just been playing cash lately. But I mean, what? He usually sits around like 20%, I would think. Yeah, he was like 25 last week in the big double up, I think, the big $25 double up. Yeah. Um, so. But to me, that wasn't high enough. <laughs> no, so, for sure. No. And he scored, you know, like 35 points. He had 15 catches. Like, And that's with Will Greer, a quarterback who, by the way, didn't, it, it wasn't as bad as if you just looked at the box score. But what did he throw? Three picks or something. Like they, it, it really, it was one of those like real rough offensive situations. Like they scored six points and he still put up 35 points. Yep. For it's sure. just stupid. All right. Um, I, I agree 100%. Is there anybody else in this range? Like, are you considering double dipping with the stud running backs? I would imagine that Zeke is going to be very popular this week, again, because of the extra motivated narrative. Right. And I think I think there's something to be said for just like the fact that Amari Cooper looks like he's running in quicksand and Dak is a little banged up like those things do factor in. I think Zeke is always going to get the workload that Zeke is going to get. Um, but at least you feel a little bit like, all right, this is this is most likely what's going to happen. They're they're double digit favorites. Um, so I would imagine that if the game goes, you know, according to script that that he would at least finish out the game, get a, maybe a couple extra carries towards the end um, and hopefully he finds the end zone. But um I think I'm I'm actively trying to get McCaffrey and Zeke in my cash lineup for sure this week. Yeah, I th- I think that makes sense. I mean, I, I'm again I'm probably taking the the Redskins plus the points, so I think this game is closer than maybe a lot of other people do. But it, it does set up as a great situation for Zeke, so it's hard to fight that too much. Uh, I do think if I could get from Zeke to Saquon, I would probably do that because that guy looks looks real good at the moment. Um, And I don't think the Eagles are like a particularly scary matchup. So uh, just I I think that would be a little bit of a different lineup build to go with the two most expensive running backs. Uh, That's probably more of like a GPP philosophy than a cash game philosophy. But I do think that that's kind of like my preferred two stud running back build if I was to go that direction. Yeah. And I think, you know, we um, we're joking about it. But like if you just do Keenum and whoever, whatever Washington guy you want, you can easily do that without even worrying about the rest of the value that's going to pop up during the week. So I think that's fine. Um, I do think that uh, like Saquon's obviously in play. He looked. Uh, he was insane last week, um, but I do think Aaron Jones is uh, is a good pivot. Um, I think he'll probably be the lowest owned of these five, if I had to guess. Um, Henry practiced in full today, so it, it doesn't look like he's in danger of uh, of missing anything this week, even though he sat out last week. Um, they're Green Bay's huge favorites. Like, same deal, right? Like, yep. you... It could easily be just an Aaron Jones game where and we've seen the ceiling from him like he's put up over 30 in two of the last three weeks. Um, So when he when he gets that workload that we were all sort of wishing he would get at some point, um, he typically, you know, takes care of things on his end. So. All right, let's go down a tier. Um, Let's say like the 
6,500 and, and up guys up till uh, Kamara at 7,800. Who in this range stands out to you? I mean, we have we have a bunch of guys that are we. It either feels like they're at their lowest, whether like with Nick Chubb, just uh, just an absolutely devastating game last week. Um, what did he even did he even put up like five points? It was like four, four, and, a half. four and a half. Yeah. Um, so you have guys like that, and then you have like people chasing, you know, the this absurd Kenyon Drake efficiency lately um i don't think that he's gonna put up another 40 burger but at this rate like who the hell knows um i think that i probably like sanders the the most but i think that the i think all of these guys have like a really really tight bunching of as at least as far as their ceilings go and then like you never know what the hell's gonna happen with like we saw Chubb's floor last week. Like we've seen, we've seen some of these guys just go completely bust though in the last couple of weeks. Um, but I think that you're probably, if you're, if you're investing heavily in this range, you're really looking more for ceiling and for some like just leverage off of the really high owned, uh, guys up at the top. So, um, I think I'm probably going to burn some more money on Sanders and, uh, and probably call it quits in this range. Yeah, the one guy that I want none of is Todd Gurley. Uh, I know he's been great recently. Uh, 16.8 last week isn't great, but he did score two touchdowns. I just think now that the Rams are like officially out of playoff contention, they're not going to put any additional mileage on him. Like, I know we kind of joked about that with Kamara, but it would make sense for the Rams not to do that with Gurley. Yeah. Um, I like Freeman at 6,500. I think, again, this Atlanta Tampa Bay game is, is one that you want exposure to this week. Um, Drake to me is a hard fade. Uh, if he scores another 17 touchdowns this week, <laughs> then so be it. I will, uh, I'll take the L. Chubb is interesting because, like, you would think the Browns want to get him the rushing title. You know, uh, they have had such, little success this season that it would be nice to at least give one of their players something to be happy about but then again who knows what the hell the browns are gonna do yeah i mean freddie kitchens is i mean it's it's hard to find an employed person in the country that's as stupid as this guy like it's it's real bad it's if you ever just listen to that guy talk in in you know like the the post game and stuff you just you feel like slamming your head against a wall. Like there's just there's no redeeming qualities about him. I I just I really I, I don't understand how he still has a job. I really don't. Um, but yeah, like Chubb. Can you imagine if if Cleveland was actually good this year? Like he's he's in the I guess like top ten probably of PPR scoring, and they literally are like one of the biggest laughing stocks in the league. So if they could have just been like serviceable and been like even a nine and seven team, he would have just been an absolute smash this year, just like over the course of the year. Yeah. Poor Nick Chubb. I That's my I hope that, that, that Cleveland turns it around next year. I mean, obviously Freddie kitchens is done. Like if they bring that guy back, then 
I will have lost faith in humanity officially. Everybody's going to leave if that happens. (laughs) We'll go on strike. All right, let's get into the value range. Again, we're we're kind of expecting value to uh to open up as the week progresses and we get some more official news on who's going to be in, who's going to be out type of thing. Um but Sony Michel, uh, he's standing out to me at 4900. He's awful. Uh he really is not a good football player, but he's had 19 carries and 21 carries the past 2 weeks. And he's playing the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots are favored by 16 points. Like, it's just hard for me to envision a scenario where one of the Pats running backs doesn't do well. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it is Rex Burkhead. But it just seems like they're committed to Sony Michelle being that guy, even though he's done virtually nothing when he's on the field this year. Yeah, no, he's he's another guy that looks like he's running in quicksand, but... His price is reasonable. He's had, what, 40 carries over the last two weeks uh, put together. He even had a two-target game in both of those weeks. So I just went from six to midnight. (laughs) Pass catching upside four days from Mr. Sony Michelle. (laughs) Um, Who else in this range stands out? I mean, you've got... Mike Boone, who was like literally everybody, every fantasy analyst was like, Mike Boone for the win, baby! Zero RB, I told you! And then Mike Boone um, really laid, laid an egg <laughs> against the Packers. He had 4.3 DraftKings points. Might be another week where we can go with uh, a Raiders value running back. So uh, who else in this range besides Michelle are you looking at? Yeah, I guess I guess Jacobs like had surgery yesterday or something and and Gruden was was still like trying to act like he was he might play on Sunday. I don't really I don't really know what how that works. Um but yeah, if, if Jacobs is for sure for sure out, um I think you could go back to Washington. I think the Baltimore situation is interesting with Mark Ingram definitely out. Uh you have Gus Edwards or Justice Hill there. It seems more like uh, Edwards is going to be like the first two downs and Justice Hill will get uh, in on on passing situations. But who the hell knows? Like it, it could be that they just ride Edwards for for everything and don't really throw to the running back that much. Um, so that situation's a little bit more murky for me, but they're both super cheap. So it would if there's some. If you feel strongly that you have some clarity on that situation, like if something comes out or or whatever, uh, I think they either of those guys could potentially make sense. And then the Kansas City um, running back situation is a, is a bit weird as well. With uh, McCoy was inactive last week and Damian Williams season returned. Like it's just it's all very strange. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Damian Williams is popping in the Fantasy Labs models. Uh, again, I'm not sure how long we're going to see the chief starters for. I'm a little bit uh, skeptical on that. But yeah, it's it's just going to be a very weird week. I definitely lean Edwards over Justice Hill. I know that Hill had a TD last week and he was involved in the passing game, but he has been invisible for the whole season. So maybe they just want to see what he's got in week 17, but that would be kind of weird to me to to not use him all year and then feature him in week 17. So 
I like I the think, Edwards situation. I like his situation a little bit better. I think also um, the the Edwards Hill situation will also be a little telling on Ingram's status. I think because if if Ingram's injury is worse than we think, and they need to save Edwards for the play, you know what I mean? Like that's the right. only way I think it goes in Hill's favor. Like that would be the only situation that it would make sense for them to to give Hill a ton of work where they're just like, we got to We got to save Gus for the playoffs in case Ingram's not okay. Um, but I don't, I don't think there's really any indication that that Ingram's injury is uh, like going to limit him moving forward. I think it's, if he gets his full rest and his treatment, I think uh, the idea is that he'll be fine, but we got to, got to ask Dr. Chow and get, get to the bottom of this. <laughs> uh, we've also got, Patrick Laird at 4K. Uh, Miles Gaskin is now on the IR, I believe. Like Patrick Laird just will not go away. Just getting getting all all the opportunities just given to him, and it's uh, it's been a tough tough scene for most yeah. of. The, <laughs> I hope he's enjoyed his podcast fame for the past two months because uh, wouldn't shock me if he's not playing professional football. <laughs> <laughs> the cor- the correlation between his ownership is hysterical too cuz it's like he was 3200 against Philly and was not owned at all and had his best game then his ownership goes up and his output dropped and then his ownership goes up a third week in a row and it just like plummeted <laughs> <laughs> oh patrick laird uh <sighs> and then last guy i want to mention he's not really a value play but he is a value compared to what you would normally expect his price tag to be Le'Veon Bell is 5,800. Like, I know he hasn't been great, but 25 carries last week. He has not been good. (laughs) 25 carries last week, four targets, four catches. That is the volume of like an 8K player. Uh, Continues to not score, which is a problem, right? Like 147th in fantasy points over expectation. So that tells me that uh, it would it, he maybe be due for a, a bounce back got against a yeah. stingy Buffalo defense. He's due. <laughs> he he's got to be. Is uh, there yeah. any, is there any situation where the Bills even really they're locked into the five, right? Yes. So yeah, that's that's a weird one. Um, it's a very if weird they had game. something to play for, then I would just be like, like no, like Le'Veon Bell is is probably dust he's not going to be a jet next year um etc 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 but um with you never know with these weird like these motivation things i will not have any of them because i'm not putting one of my three lineups in jeopardy of like this you know 6.7 game or whatever whatever nine point game that he potentially could have if he doesn't score because they're just not really using him a ton in the passing game, which is the the bigger problem. Um, obviously, at that price, you can you can handle that a little bit better than when you're paying up for like Derrick Henry and you need a touchdown no matter what. <clears throat> but yeah, I think if I was building twenty lineups, I think I might have one or two of them. But with with how I'm playing these weeks, I, I don't I can't get there. But I get it. It does seem a little low. Any other RBs you want to talk about? Now we got to get to the uh, the fire fire wide receiver takes now. All right, let's do it. Well, let's first talk about my bookie. 
Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you can choose any game and call it? If so, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, college basketball, uh, bowl season, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to try and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a bigger potential payout. If you are going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Use promo code ROTOVIZ when you sign up to activate the offer. Once again, promo code ROTOVIZ to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Okay, wide receivers. Uh, Michael Thomas continues to just be the absolute stud alpha man that we need in our lives. Just dominant, continuing, like every single week. This week, though, I don't know if I can pay up for him, just given all the uncertainty with the New Orleans Saints. Like, they can be the one seed, they can be the two seed, they can be the three seed, but I don't know how much we're going to see out of those guys. They need San Fran and Green Bay to lose in order to, to move up, or at least one of those two teams to lose. And they won't know about San Fran until Monday night or Sunday night. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this whole New Orleans situation? And can you trust Michael Thomas? <clears throat> I mean, I think I'm having a hard time getting there in in cash. Not necessarily because of price, but just because of what what you're sort of mentioning. It's it's worth noting he um, he's also dealing with I think a hand injury. He was limited in practice today, um, so it might be one of those things where it's like, do are they gonna risk? you know, exposing him to, to as many hits as they usually would, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I will definitely have him on one of my single entry teams, but, uh, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be a cash play for me, mostly because Julio at, you know, $1,400 cheaper has seen 25 tar or 35 targets in the past two weeks. Um, which is, you know, right in line with, with Michael Thomas, he's seen 29. So, um, I think they'll probably be similarly owned. Do you have labs? Um, 26 to 30 for both. <clears throat> right. So I don't know if that holds necessarily by the time lock hits, depending on, you know, what else comes out, but I would, I would see myself getting to Julio, um, a heck of a lot easier in cash this week than I would, uh, paying all the way up for, for Michael Thomas. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Julio over MT, and I will also throw Devontae Adams in there. Uh, he has quietly seen a very similar workload to those two guys over the past two weeks. And we know for sure he's got no injury concerns. Yeah. And Green Bay controls their own fate for the two seed. So you would think that he'll be like a, a full go. So I'm going to Yeah, the only problem is well. the, the subpar quarterback. But other than that, um it's it's fine (laughs) well the subpar quarterback didn't stop him last week from racking up uh, a pretty good little game there so even if Rodgers is uh is not playing at his best like it seems like Adams is 
pretty target uh concentrated as like the top option there for him. Yeah, I mean so. would would you want to throw be throwing to like Valdez Scantling or, or Geronimo Allison? Like those dudes look so bad. Every time they show something on red zone from them, it's like them just missing a wide open touchdown. Yeah. What and happened just to watch it go through their hands? What happened to Alan Lazard? Because I actually thought that guy was pretty good. Yeah, I thought I thought so too. He he had a good game against the Giants, but I think you could probably have a good game against the Giants. Ooh. I don't know. I don't, maybe, but it seems doubtful. I got the size of Tyreek Hill, but the speed of um, Tom Brady with a busted ankle. <laughs> uh, speaking of Tyreek Hill, he's in this next tier of receiver. Anybody, you know, from like 7 to 8K kind of popping for you? Because I don't really see a ton in this range that I like. Um... I mean, I, I guess for like a, a low owned play, you could probably tell yourself a story uh, for for Woods, who's had a bit of a, a, a I don't know what you want to call it, a resurgence in the in the second half of the season. Um, he's been sort of up up and down uh, as far as his actual production, but the targets have been there in the last five weeks he's seen at least nine targets and he has like an 18 target game in there um so that's uh that's pretty good um but i think aj brown is uh somebody i'm definitely going back to this week that last week was just it was weird i mean one of one of the most tilting uh experiences of of my dfs uh life he gets that rushing, that long rushing touchdown, and you're like, "This is just, this is the 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 cherry on the top of this Sunday." Like he's gonna go ham. This is awesome. Everything is great. Like you're spending the million that you already won, and then it's just like he he doesn't see a target until like what was it the last drive of the game? Maybe the second to last drive. Like he literally was not involved at all after that rushing touchdown. <laughs> It was very weird. Um, yeah, I mean, that rushing touchdown definitely saved his day from being a disaster. I think he's probably like the chalk uh, target in this range. Again, the whole, you know, extra motivated thing comes into play. And Houston, uh, n- not a scary defense. So I think uh, I-, I think he's a fine play. I just think he might be a bit over-owned. Uh, you know, relative to the rest of this this uh, this price group. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get into the fun stuff. Just Your who boy. are some of these value guys who are who mid range value? Like, who do you like at wide receiver this week? Well, your boy Sutton right there too. I think is uh, is in play again this week. No, always in play. Always. Um, yeah, Oakland. Oakland is an absolute disaster. Yeah. Uh, Drew Locke. Hasn't been good, but 10 targets back-to-back weeks, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, and that's all you want, right? Like, Cortland Sutton is talented enough that he can break one, even if it's not, you know, the the highest the highest quality. I don't know if you can hear there's a the my neighbor's dog is going banana sandwich right now. <laughs> um, I just lost my... Yeah, so Cortland Sutton is like... Uh, like he can he can make up for whatever like inefficiency the quarterback has because he's just extremely he's good at football. all year, right? <laughs> like he's been dealt probably the worst or like bottom three quarterback hands of the season as a wide receiver, and he still is just like figuring things out every week. Uh, 
So he's definitely in play. Um, the the guy I alluded to earlier uh, from Washington, like the, the answer is not Terry. The answer is one Stephen Sims Jr. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> don't make that face at me. <laughs> it's week he's 17. Fine. bro. It's week 17. You got to you got to do some gross stuff. Um, like he he's 4,700. He's been like the entire season. He's been sort of like a, a maybe one target. Uh, up to three targets kind of guy. And then all of a sudden in the last three weeks, he has 28 targets, um, which is the eighth most of any wide receiver during that stretch. Um, and he's going to be, he's going to be super low on. So he's a guy that I'm interested in. Uh, and like you said, if, if you want to go Keenum, you do that with Sims and you just pay for whatever the hell, like you can just do whatever you want at that point. <laughs> yep. You could even do a nice little game stack. You put Terry Mack in there. You run it back with Michael Gallup. It's all or good. You could even do Zeke. Sure. Why yeah. not? I, I, I think that game, uh, it's got a, a pretty mediocre total, 45 and a half. But I, I like some of the options in that game. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati guys popping for me again. Uh, maybe not Alex Erickson this week. I don't think we need to go there, but John Ross had 13 targets last week. So I, I'm probably willing to go there. Uh, Tyler Boyd grabbed, you know, most of the headlines with his performance, but you know, it, it was really a two man show with, with him and Ross at the position. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think, I think Ross had almost 300, yeah, 283 air yards last week. Which is a lot if you're if you're unfamiliar with the the verbiage here. If that's a lot of air yards in one game, quite many. Um, Arizona, I think, could be a, a team that you might want to consider. You know, Larry Fitz is dirt cheap at uh, forty five hundred. Um, he hasn't had like the overwhelming majority of the target share like we saw at the beginning of the season when he was like you know. 11 13 but yeah he did have seven last week he caught a touchdown on a on a nice little improv play with with kyler i think you could do worse than him at 4500 and then of course christian kirk like christian kirk is just always tempting and seems yep. to never deliver <laughs> yep so. T- tell me about it <laughs> yeah he's uh it, it that was frustrating last week he had he was on the field for i think over 90, yeah, 65 out of 69 snaps, had five targets, and scored less than one DraftKings point. Delicious. Not great. Not, not <laughs> great efficiency. Um, if you're looking for, like, a contrarian tournament play, some of the guys that are popping as, like, under-owned relative to their projected ceiling, Chris Godwin, uh, I mean, we don't know if he's going to be in the lineup or not. But if he plays, that could be an appealing spot for him against Atlanta. Uh, T.Y. Hilton and Stephon Diggs have both been priced down. You know, Diggs probably, he might get the night, the day off because Minnesota's locked into the sixth seed. Maybe the, he doesn't even play. But uh, those are just some guys who have ceiling that are projected for like, you know, 1% type of ownership. So if you're looking for a real like super flyer, those might be the uh, the guys to go with. All right. Anybody else at wide receiver, or do you want to move on to tight end? No, let's uh, let's get these tight ends out of the way so we could spend lots of time on defense. Beautiful. All right, tight end, uh, kind of a, a disaster this week. Travis Kelsey at the top. He's been uh, he's been good. 
three straight weeks now where he has uh, scored at least 19 DraftKings points. Mark Andrews is 6,500. I would be surprised if he plays. And then Zach Ertz is 6K. He probably will be on the field. He did not practice on Thursday, but I think it would take a lot to keep him off the field in a must-win game. So are you paying up for Kelsey or... Do you want to go down to like a cheaper option this week? Um, yeah, no, I, I think you could definitely pay up for for Kelsey this week. I think uh, even if Andrews were to play, like that's that's not a thing. Um, I I don't. I guess you would have to consider Ertz if he plays. I don't know. It seems like like him not practicing whatsoever is um, is for sure concerning. Like he. He got in some limited practices in prior weeks and you're just kind of like whatever, like maintenance, but not practicing at all is is a little tough. Um, I think Hooper is in play at fifty eight hundred. He kind of got back into the swing of things last week. He had nine targets where uh, over the past three weeks he was sort of just seeing like, you know, five or six um, once once he returned from injury. So I think. There, there's only so many guys to throw to in Atlanta with uh, with Ridley out, and Hooper is for sure one of them. Um, and then, like, last week was sort of odd with, with Higby, where you're kind of worried that Everett's back and you don't know what to do with him, and then he just goes out and still gets 11 yeah. targets. And he might just, just be the nuts smashes. now. Like, he's he might just, just good. be the nuts. <laughs> and I think they, like, they paid him, too, um, during the season. So... I don't know, man, like he's he's looking more and more like uh, a guy that you're even if you're only building like three or four lineups that you're it's pretty difficult to ignore him at this point. You know what else Higby has? What's he got? He's got a little thing I like to call the flow chart matchup. Oh, against how did that? How did that work Arizona out? Last Cardinals. Week? It, uh, that, you know what? It was, well? it was OK. It, it didn't was? kill me. It was, you know, it wasn't as good as playing Hooper for $200 more, but he got like double digit points, you know? That's cute. (laughs) Uh, In all seriousness, I do think that I would like to get up to Kelsey if I could, but if not, I have, I have zero qualms about going with Higby at this point. Well, I think, I think the decision point is probably, do you say you're going in cash to, the two stud running backs, whoever you decide on, are you leaning towards paying for Kelsey or paying for Thomas or Julio? I think that's probably the decision that people have to make, right? Yeah, and I would I would probably lean Julio. I'm not as married to the two stud running backs as you because I think that I'm going to want to play Sony Michelle, and then if we get one of these other, you know, like cheap running backs that pop because of injury or something, like... I might go with McCaffrey and then another one of those guys. So that would allow me to get up that wide receiver and tight end. Yeah. Um, and it's not like it's not like Kelsey is that much more expensive than a guy like Higby. It's fourteen hundred. Like that can be the difference between, you know, two players for sure, but it's not like we're talking about Higby as like a four K player. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, if you do need to go with like a real cheap guy, who are some options that you can look at? Hunter Henry stands out to me at 4,500. Like he has not really been as productive as we would like recently, but 
he's pretty good at football. I think I think that's confirmed. It's just whether or not he's going to get in the end zone. I, I think forty five hundred is cheap enough that I'm will, I'm willing to give him a look. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I think like super. I think you could go back to Janu. Um, yeah, when did 4, he like become good at football? I mean, I wish some, somebody would have told me. Some may may have said that a long time ago. Maybe we were a little early, but you know, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta sit on some of these takes sometimes and just let it let it percolate, let it mature a little bit, you know, and it it all it all catches up eventually. So John is like a like a fine wine. He just oh, had to a he fine just had to age a couple wine. Of years. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think he'll be super low owned, and I think that um, again, like. You're talking about tight end. You're talking about hoping for for a touchdown. If he gets, you know, four or five catches, he can break a long run here and there, and you're you're probably pretty set. Um, the other option that again is super low owned um, and cheap is Gasicki. Still, like 4K. Um, obviously, they're it's Miami and they're in new England and whatever else you, whatever, whatever else you want to say about that situation, but he got a dozen targets last week. So, um, it, it feels like they're really making an effort to get him involved. He's had less than six targets once in the last eight weeks. Um, and that was a five target game. So for as tight ends go for 4k, I think you could do a hell of a lot worse than that. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm also looking at Caden Smith again. We kind of talked about him last week and said that he was in play if uh, Red Ellison missed and Red Ellison did miss and Caden Smith played every single snap, had eight targets and saw two touchdowns. Um, And the weird part was that I think Ellison practiced like all week and then they were like, nah, he's not ready yet. So it wouldn't shock me if Ellison missed it again this week. And if so, I think... Smith is probably underpriced at just 3700 Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, for sure, I, I like Kasiki. I like Janu. And I think you could even throw OJ Howard into that mix as well. Like, hasn't scored. Especially if Godwin doesn't his, play. Right. His target share has been up with all their injuries recently. Right. Like, they're, it's literally one of those situations where you're just like, who... Who else are they going to throw to at this point? Like, there's nobody else there. Right. All right. Let's wrap the show up with defense. What do you got for me this week, Jones? I mean, you just keep scrolling, 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 and you got you got Miami against the uh, Dust Bunny Tom Brady. So you're just <laughs> you're just good to go. I mean, lock it in. Uh, easy game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I mean, the real answer here is. You go with Chicago, assuming that Kirk Cousins doesn't play. Yeah, that's going to be like Mondo Chalk. Like, that's that's an easy GPP fade. For sure. I agreed with that. Um, but as far as cash games go, if it's Chicago versus Sean Mannion, yeah, I'll play them <laughs> at 2100. Yeah, and I think that this week with all of the, all of the value, like, if you can't find the $300... <laughs> then like it's time to start searching for for extra hobbies instead of doing dfs with your time (laughs) um yeah i i I am with you though on the ownership for gpps like zero percent chance i don't care about the price is that there's a zero percent chance that i am playing a 15 percent on defense in any circuit and they'll they'll be way over 15 
in that instance. Right. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, if you are looking for a more contrarian option with some upside, is there anybody that stands out? Like, what do you think? Are the Patriots going to be popular? Because this is a week where you could potentially pay up at the defensive yeah, you, spot you to can be contrarian. Um, I, honestly, like, who, who, which which quarterback do we know is going to play four quarters and will absolutely throw two touchdowns, uh, two interceptions? It's Jameis Winston. Yeah, so, that, feel, that feels about like, right. Just 3400 is like a weird, I feel like that's a weird price. It's kind of in between being like, oh, you know, I, I have 4K and I can pay all the way up for a defense or just being like, I'm saving defense until the end and I have 1900 left, which is my uh, my usual strategy. So um, and again, it's one of these things where you like you mentioned, like you have the value. So if if you want to go in that direction, I'm sure they'll be a little bit owned, but I don't think I don't think they'll get crazy because there's the the stigma of the Atlanta defense that just isn't uh, isn't a, a defense that you typically want to play. But they've they've scored you know, at least nine points in each of the last three weeks on DraftKings. Like they, they got skunked in new Orleans uh, and they actually didn't do too well, even though they got two picks against Tampa uh, about a month ago, but they've, uh, they've been playing all right for getting some sacks, forcing some fumbles, all that good stuff. Yep. And one defense that stands out to me, they're projected for less than five own five percent ownership at the moment. Uh, I would imagine that rises, but if it doesn't, Green Bay at 3K against uh, Jeff Blau, <laughs> like <laughs> that, that seems like a pretty good spot to me. And Green Bay has looked nasty on defense the past two weeks. Uh, you know, granted, one of those was against Mitchell Trubisky, but they uh, they really got to Kirk Cousins last week, and their pass rush has looked pretty good. So yeah. I would be interested if Green Bay stays. You know. Under the radar, I'm certainly interested in them at 3K. Right. All right. That is going to do it for this week's edition of On the Daily. For Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter, at MattJonesTFR. I'm Matt LaMarca, at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.